Support for this IPR podcast comes from Iowa Community Foundations, an initiative of the Iowa Council of Foundations, connecting donors to causes they care about. Details on the Endow Iowa Tax Credit Program at communityfoundations.org. Today is Friday. It is the 26th of August. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. The Iowa Finance Authority will end its rent and utility assistance program at the end of this month. The federally funded program helped 17,000 Iowans stay in their homes during the pandemic. Mahadi Obaid lives in Iowa City with his wife and four-year-old. Since contracting COVID-19, he has suffered from fatigue that has made finding a job difficult. He said he's thankful for the assistance he's received over the past year, but is concerned about his bills after August. Yes, there is another social services like a SNAP program, another it will help. But the rent is a, the most difficult part in the situation. The program gave an estimated $170 million to landlords running properties in Iowa. Rather than continue to fund the program, Iowa is shifting away from rent and utility assistance to homelessness prevention. As college classes resume, universities across the state are ensuring students have access to information about the monkeypox virus and how it spreads. IPR's Kendall Crawford has the details. The state has reported just over a dozen monkeypox cases. The virus is spread through close skin-to-skin contact. That's why Iowa State University Public Health Coordinator Kristen Clark says it's especially important to raise awareness among students living in congregate housing. So we want to be sure that we don't, you know, cause excess concern, but we do want people to have the information they need to make good decisions and be able to protect themselves. Clark says the university is providing campus LGBT organizations with educational materials. That's in order to reach a disproportionately impacted group, men who have sex with men. Though she emphasizes that anyone can catch and spread monkeypox. Some farmers are cheering the Inflation Reduction Act and what it does for agriculture. The recently passed federal law dedicates about $20 billion to farmland conservation. Federal conservation programs give farmers financial incentives to make environmental improvements with water quality or soil health to their farms. National Farmers Union President Rob LaRue says there's a lot of interest from farmers, but not enough funding. And we haven't had enough uh, funds to actually get people to participate in a lot of these conservation practices. This will correct that in large measure and give greater opportunity uh, really across the board for folks to participate. LaRue says the Inflation Reduction Act's investment towards agriculture is of historic proportions. He made his comments yesterday on IPR's River to River. Fourteen years after a flood scattered its collection, the University of Iowa's new art museum opens today with 600 works on display, including one that caught the eye of IPR's Zachary Orrin Smith. Great green plumes swirl against a contrasting white canvas. The painter Lee Krasner called it a portrait in green, though seeing someone's likeness in it is akin to seeing a face in the clouds. So I kind of can see um, her making these brush strokes or these splatter marks on the canvas. Um, And so I imagine the creation of this piece when I see it. That's the Stanley Art Museum's Catherine Reuter. She leads class visits using the collection to teach art movements like abstract expressionism. The Jackson Pollock hanging nearby is a big name draw, but for Reuter, the collection's strength isn't representing the field's lesser known but important artists, women like Krasner. The UI's Stanley Museum of Art is free to the public in downtown Iowa City. And city officials in Cedar Rapids announced earlier this week that a $25,000 grant will support Cedar Rapids' effort to replenish the tree canopy lost in the August 2020 derecho. 
The Cedar Rapids Gazette reports the grant from CN Railway and America in Bloom will go toward relief. That's the public-private partnership between the city of Cedar Rapids and Marion-based nonprofit Trees Forever. The initiative has raised more than $2.8 million so far toward the approximately $37 million plan since that devastating storm struck Cedar Rapids. It's here first. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Farmland in the Midwest and Great Plains is going for record prices these days. High prices make it harder for young farmers to grow their business on land they can call their own. And as IPR's Katie Pikus reports, that's especially true as demand from investors grows. Here we go. We have an online bid. On a recent July morning, farmers and landowners gather at a farmland auction in Jessup. Up for grabs, a farm that has been in a family since the 1800s. It's very fertile land, great for corn and soybean yields. 18,800 out of them in the eight, where them in the 18,008, now nine, 18,9. Bidding takes about 15 minutes. One section of the property goes to a local farmer for more than $19,000 an acre. The other two go to an investor from outside the area for nearly $18,000 an acre. Two years ago, high-quality farmland in Iowa sold for an average of $9,500 per acre. I was astounded. Ben Rinchi is a Jessup farmer who came to see the prices. He didn't bid today, but recently he bought 40 acres at another auction for $15,000 an acre. It was way more than I ever hoped to pay, but we'll find out in a decade whether I was uh, too high or too soon. Farmland prices have been rocketing up across the Midwest for the last year and a half. The market has been setting new price records in recent months. Some farms in northwest Iowa have sold for $25,000 an acre. Why so much? Economists say things like good crop prices, a global food shortage, low interest rates, inflation, and record high government payments, largely from the coronavirus pandemic. Randy Dickhoot is the vice president of real estate operations with Farmers National Company. The company manages farms and conducts real estate sales and farmland auctions, including the one in Jessup. Last year, Farmers had better yields than they thought, higher commodity prices, so they'd had some good income. They hadn't maybe bought anything for a while, and so when it came on the market, they were pretty aggressive buying it. But the high farmland prices make it much harder for young farmers to get started and grow their businesses. Like Reed Thompson, he's been farming in central Illinois for almost 10 years. He says beginning farmers get loans to help them, but they have less cash and less equity than those who have been farming longer. The less cash you have, the more debt you're going to have to incur. Same with less equity, the more debt you're going to have to incur. And so it's just going to limit when you can purchase and how much you can afford to pay. Thompson farms largely on leased farmland, though he owns a small portion of his acres. He bought his first farm seven years ago at about $10,000 an acre. He wants to grow, but says with high land prices and rising interest rates, he's focused more on short-term investments, like bulk fertilizer or fuel. And it's not just the high prices that make it tough to buy land. There's also a lot of competition from investors. People like Bill Gates, America's biggest private owner of farmland. Investors are showing strong demand for farmland, which is being marketed as a stable investment. 
Investments in agriculture provide a hedge against inflation with little to no correlation to the overall stock market. Iowa State University economist Wen Dong John says farmland is one of many ways people are investing. They're mainly looking at farmland provides a viable alternative to diversify their whole portfolio. John leads Iowa State University's annual farmland values survey. The latest one from November found the bulk of land up for sale is bought by local farmers. But there's more momentum from investors than years past. During uncertain times, when their stock's value could go down by 30 percent, their farmland could hold on to the value. It's unclear whether farmland prices will continue to rise or stabilize. But the Federal Reserve recently raised interest rates again, which some experts say could dampen the market slightly. I'm Katie Pikus, IPR News. Katie is IPR's connection to Harvest Public Media. That's a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains. It reports on food systems, agriculture, and rural issues. You can follow Harvest on Twitter at HarvestPM, and you can follow your member station at Iowa Public Radio. You can follow this podcast here first by subscribing to it wherever you find your podcasts. I'm Clay Masters. Thanks for listening.